like Brent Laurie and I bet I could watch you spread your air out all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Hi everyone, welcome back to P Resting Pitch Face. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And it's been a little while. It's been a sad little while, but we're back now and we're going to try to start looking positively forward to the future now that the NLDS is sadly in our past. Um, as always, email us directly at our Gmail, restingpitchface at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter, uh, restingpitchface with no G. Can, you can also find us on Tumblr, Resting Pitch Face Podcast at Tumblr, and I forgot. Oh, right. You can listen to us on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, obviously, our big stuff is, is, is the playoffs that are going on without the Nats involved in it. <sighs> hmm. um, there's been a couple, I guess, hashtag narrative moments, and I guess the big one that everybody's talking about at the moment is uh, Kyle Schwarber, who I promise I will not accidentally call Carl. <sighs> It's make fine. A make a jar for that. Yeah. Pay a dollar for calling Carl Schwarber. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I have in the notes it's Kyle Schwarber, America's little brother. Um, and like maybe I'm just influenced by the fact that Deadspin refers to him in these bizarre terms, like America's big little brother, um, and our big soft boy. And I'm like, that's weird. That's just that's Wait, weird. They use our big soft boy on yeah. Deadspin? That's literally the word. Yep. Uh, and they do the same thing for Phil Kessel, too. Okay. So, like, uh, mostly what I see is some contrast between how Ky Carl Kyle Schwarber is treated um, <laughs> as, like, returning hero uh, and, and America's favorite big soft big boy. Soft <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, versus, like, Phil Kessel, who hockey is like, yeah, but you're fat. It's just like what I, I you know, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm glad baseball is slightly more accepting of different body types. Like Well, except for that whole thing that we went off on last year. Yeah, but like everyone was just kind of like you're stupid and you should feel stupid. Like yeah. um I'm just like, look, yes, yes, Prince Fielder was a larger man. He's a larger man, but no longer a baseball player. You know, Bartolo Cologne exists. Uh, and is probably going to be on the Mets for like the next three or four years. And he's 43 at this yeah, point? Yeah, he's 43. And he's going to uh, quit when they make him. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to quit when he gets bored of paying child support for that secret second family. Yikes. Um, he he has a secret second family. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Doesn't he have multiple secret second families? Like, I don't it's, know. It's like a second and a th I don't know. Whatever. It's not. It's not that important. Other than he showed up to court to defend himself. Yeah, like develop his secret families. We we, we <laughs> know what you look like, Bartolo Colon. Um, this is not a secret. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's really interesting that you know it's basically like returning Prince Kyle Schwarber is gonna save the Cubs who are not really in need of saving except for the series. Um, through hashtag narrative it's just it's a weird weird kind of perspective uh, and i don't know maybe it's just because joe buck ugh, loves ugh. him well, okay so i have this question actually like aside from our feelings on joe buck <laughs> which is <laughs> like we could go off on that for like a really long time and I, get I feel nowhere every time we, say his name, we need to like ugh, like vomit the devil in the eye <laughs> 
Um, but do you, I wonder if this is like a uniquely American thing that we do with, I mean, all sports have this like hashtag narrative and somebody coming back from uh, whatever, but like I, I, Phil Kessel is an American playing in a sport that is largely, or what was the numbers like 50, 50% Canadian or yeah. something like this. And so he's like our, he's like our boy in this sport. And like, I don't know if that's like, maybe that has something to do with like why Kyle Schwarber coming back is like our boy. Um, even though obviously it's an American sport, but like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't really understand honestly why everyone is suddenly like, he's, he's great. I love the show choir video, but like, <laughs> was he that big of a deal before he got hurt and came back? Cause I don't remember everybody being this excited about Kyle Schwarber before it became a thing. I don't he was a, he was like a postseason hero. Like that's, that was the thing that, was he? yeah, but like. For, for the Cubs last for year? For the Cubs last year. And I'm I don't remember that. I think I watched too many playoff games last year, which means I remember none of them. So, like, kind of get it. Yeah. Except for baseball references, uh, autofill is being really annoying right now. Um, but, like, he but, was that, and that's sort of there. And, you know, he's clearly, like, a big likable guy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, for postseason batting, his batting average was point six six seven. Yeah in yeah i'm sorry no that was in the wild card he batted uh 500 in the nlds last year and then 0.143 against the mets but they they got swept against the mets yeah Um, nobody did particularly well yeah um and so yeah he was a he he sort of embodied like american hero kyle schwarber is here to put the whole team on his back through heart and hustle and not hit by pitch <laughs> um, and so like well, what are his hit by pitch numbers doing <laughs> uh i don't think not much this season probably. uh yeah he he got hit by a pitch four times last year so danny espinoza has that one locked up um <laughs> well i guess i like personally don't like the 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 idea of the postseason hero who puts the team on his back like, I feel like that's insulting to that particular player, and it's kind of insulting to the rest of the team a little bit. And so, I don't know, maybe I, maybe this particular narrative does not resonate for me of, like, he's back from injury, and he's here to save the Cubs. It's like, the Cubs are doing okay through the whole season. I think the thing like, is, you can't rely on one hero during the regular season because it's just too much. You need the mm-hmm. whole team, obviously, and that's the point of baseball. It's a team sport. But... I feel like we as people are always looking for the hero. And in the postseason, that's kind of the only time in baseball that you can do that, that you can point to somebody and say, he carried that offense and have it actually be true, just because you're looking at a much smaller sample size. And so maybe this is part of just that urge that we all have to say, so-and-so is the hero right now. Mm -hmm. And that's the only time they can do it. And that's, I think, what really bothers me about some of the postseason stuff is um the sample size issue so like i'm very bothered by the fact that the sample size issue uh they're only posting like postseason stats for Mm -hmm. uh, on fox which again (laughs) um but i'm like can you have like a slash line between their their we actually have enough sample size to call this a trend and their postseason anything can happen. I'm like, well, I don't know if anything can happen because I can't like, I have to look up to compare their batting average for a significant sample size with their batting average for like seven games. 
Um, and so it's it's one of those things where, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. We want to have a hero, and the way that we have a hero is to ignore all trends and statistics and to go off eye mm -hmm. test, eye test, eye test. And so, yeah, that that bothers me. Yeah. I mean, I guess in, from that respect, anything can happen because there's not enough statistics to actually generate a prediction if you're only going on postseason information. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyle Schwarber seems like a nice enough fellow, and he certainly is. By the way, Danny Espinosa is the third most hit by pitch uh, for I, uh, in uh, 2016. I, I, oh, you know who's the fourth most, though? Who? Our resident praying mantis, Chris Bryan. <laughs> Um, maybe I don't we... see it. I see not liking his batting stance. He kind of sticks his butt out weirdly, but I don't see the praying mantis part of it. He's very tall, and he just sort of is made of sticks, but like in a butt, and it just the whole thing looks very praying mantis. Like I like Chris Bryant. He's fun. I like. I honestly like the Cubs. Like they're they're a fun team, and so. But his batting stance is just like this weirdest kind of praying mantisy thing and actually Rizzo is uh is six on the hit by pitch so apparently maybe they just you know don't move when someone pitches them inside well, maybe it's just a weird batting stance issue I mean obviously like I know why Danny Espinosa gets hit by pitch he crowds the plate like he's standing on it yeah um, he doesn't get out of the way <laughs> but maybe like the praying mantis he's putting himself like really close because he's I mean what it, Chris Bryan is what six five yeah he's six five has to fold a lot of his body down in there, you know. I have to yeah. actually. I can't picture his batting stance right now, so I have to like look up a picture so I can adequately participate in this. But like, maybe there, maybe we should do at some point, a, like a, see if there's any kind of correlation to weird ass batting stance and balls. <laughs> um, his stance is a little bit like Murphy's, only with more limbs. Yeah, yeah it is. Like, yeah. See. Okay. See. I can see how that would go praying mantis daniel murphy is too compact for that to really happen like no he just looks like he's trying to lay an egg yeah well but that's because he's he's a thicker shorter person <laughs> chris bryant is skinny and tall so when you get the same batting stance all of a sudden there's, there's just limbs in places yeah and then you know he bites but, the head off i assume anthony rizzo when he's done with him like oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry. He looks like a praying mantis, and apparently he gets hit a lot. Uh, so yeah, actually, Espy is the he has he he's the only person who played basically a full season. Um, so he has 20 hit by pitches in 157 games. Um, Brandon Geyer has 31 in 101 games. What? Uh, yeah, uh, and then Derek uh, Dietrich has 24 in 128 games. So everybody, uh, this is important stuff to think about for your next year's fantasy team, assuming yeah. somebody does what I like, which is having hit by pitch as a category. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are the guys um, to remember. <laughs> and Danny does have the biggest difference between batting average and on-base percentage <laughs> because he gets hit by so many pitches. Yeah. Like, I don't think he gets, yeah, he gets walked, you know, actually he gets walked pretty, pretty often um, compared to the other two. He's gotten a lot better two. about it. Uh, yeah, compared to the other two, but like he has a batting average of 209 and an on base percentage of 306. Yeah. <laughs> um, because he gets hit by a lot of pitches and because he he hits eighth generally. So he gets walked a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, because he has 12 IBBs. And so, yeah, like hard hustle hit by pitch. I don't care as long as you get on base. <laughs> like I, it's like the whole he, premise of Moneyball, man. Hit yeah. by pitch, fine by me. Yeah, yeah, he he does exactly what Billy Bean wants him to do, um, <laughs> and what 
intrepid Pittsburgh listener Matt W's fantasy team is structured around because it's structured around only hit by pitches. Yeah, it's a fun stat in your fantasy leagues. Everybody who's like planning their fantasy team for next year, consider it because you can also do the reverse pitchers who plunk guys. It's fun. Should I have a fantasy team next year? Yes, we could do our own. We could do a little like uh, resting pitch face, low key fantasy. If any of our listeners are interested in that, please hit us up and let us know. Yeah, we could do one. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can revisit. Better to I've have never, me- I've never actually had a fantasy team. I've done it a couple years. I like it better when it's more low key and not like everybody's getting really serial about it. Like that's why I like hit by pitches instead for my fantasy teams. Um, but we could do a, a, a very like chill where, you know, the 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 prize for winning is not like here's a thousand dollars and a trophy. It's like we'll say something goofy on the air or something. Like you, you can you have know. a Danny Espinosa t-shirt. Yes. Art hustle hit by pitch. Um, something like that. But yeah, if anybody is, if anybody is actually interested in that, like let us know, because I think that could actually be really fun. And even number of players always better because rotisserie sucks. Head to head is the way to go. What? Personally. I have no it's... idea what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'll have to get you guys on a fantasy team with me this year, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. Like chicken rotisserie? <laughs> yes, it is chicken rotisserie. We put the baseball players on a spit, and whoever gets done first wins that round. Okay, because I'm going to be at it. Christian Yelich doesn't look done. <laughs> like, he needs to cook a little bit longer. That Deadspin video that was, like, maybe him oh, and his God. fabulous oh, eyebrows. I was like, you're too young. I'm too young. Everyone's too young for me to watch. Um, uh, for listening who have no idea what I'm talking about. There was perhaps the video of Christian Illich in perhaps a compromising situation that perhaps he was identified through his perhaps eyebrows. Um, and I, everyone involved was too young to be in this video, even though he's like 25. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> all I can say is he, he and his perhaps fabulous eyebrows are a giver. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if we should continue on this. <laughs> family podcast no yeah, where's your jar <laughs> she has a porn star jar doesn't she yeah, i know and i think this conversation this, qualifies. This qualifies it's been so hard for me it's... not to refer to Corey Kleber as colby keller <laughs> okay, um, i'm cutting that one We're cutting right that. now <laughs> wait who has colby keller no Corey, Corey Kluber. Kluber. <laughs> oh <laughs> We're cut this we're ending this line of conversation. <laughs> don't you don't need to. I've changed professions. <laughs> we're still a family podcast. Well, if you're if you're listening to this and you don't know who that is, don't Google it. Yeah, exactly. And if you have search on and Google it, it doesn't matter. Just don't Google it. Just Do you guys remember when, when Tumblr Safe Search blocked all posts of Doug Fister? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I remember that. Speaking of praying mantises, well, oh, no. I don't know. I, I don't know where we're going. Yeah. All I know is Colby Keller looks like an older Bryce Harbor, um, and I, <laughs> I, I really do call, try not to call Corey Kluber that. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we can move back into you know relevant to our topic. We're talking about Corey Kluber um, has pitched two amazing games unfortunately for the cubbies um i mean i think i I, i'm rooting for the cubbies you guys are basically rooting for the cubbies right oh i am of course i am i mean nothing particularly against cleveland as a general thing but like we're all nl people so go cubbies 
but yeah, so, but he's pitched two really, really good games against them. Damn him. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I have to say, like, I know bitching on short rest and having a three-man rotation for the World Series is fine and, you know, blah, 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 postseason, put the team on your back, etc. I, I kind of wish they weren't allowed to do it. Like, the same thing with Kershaw and the NLDS. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of wish having one super dominant pitcher who you f- are going to wear out, because look at Syndergaard this year, yeah. and make a mess of in order to win. I'm like, you should have to have three or four good pitchers. Like, mm-hmm. the whole point of having a seven-game seven, seven game series is it exposes a team's depth. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, and, and yeah. on the one hand, I like watching Corey, Corey Kluber pitch uh, because he good. I like watching Andrew Miller pitch because he's gross. Um, yeah. And I like watching Jason, Jake Arrieta pitch because... Mm. Um, but like he's also gross Uh, but like at the same time I'm like the Cubs clearly have more depth they're just not doing much with it I was pretty worried about Kershaw frankly and in a yeah as now I can feel slightly warmer and fuzzier towards the Dodgers than I was at the time but I mean bro is still having back problems like he was on the DL for a big chunk of this season I was pretty concerned about their usage of him not gonna lie it was troubling it was and I'm obviously like he was game for it, but like at this time, these are the situations where maybe don't listen to them because they do not have their best interests at heart. It's like what happened with Matt Harvey last year. Um, and like, not everybody is Madison Bumgarner who can get ridden hard, put away wet, and be perfectly fine the next day. Mm. Like, most people aren't like that. And <laughs> Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on from that mental image. Um, He's like, not one of them. Yeah. Like they were trying to do the exact same thing because, like, again, with this, this hashtag narrative, everyone was like, oh my God, Madison Bumgarner, look at what you did. Holy crap, that was amazing. And then Kershaw's like, well, I can do that too. And it's like, maybe you shouldn't, honey. Yeah. I, like, maybe don't. Well, to be fair, he basically pulled it off until the last game. Yeah. Well, I mean, he still pitched well, but like, what else, what's going to happen to him now? Yeah. He's not Max. He's not Madison Bumgarner. He's not like, he's not an Iron Man. Like, he's not one of those guys who is like super non non-injure, injured all the time. You're making me want to give him a hug. Yeah. And that's fine. You can, you can hug yeah. Clayton Kershaw. I mean, can I? At, a, at a reasonable distance. And once his bodyguards, you know, throw you yeah. to the floor. With your eyes. Aww. Yeah. Hug with your eyes. But, like, <laughs> at the same time, you know, it, it is one of those things of maybe Corey Kluber is going to be fine. You know, maybe he can pull this off and be okay. But, like, at the same time, I'm I'm always interested to see, like, yes, you should go for it. Yes, the Cleveland baseball team hasn't won a World Series since, you know. 45 or 48. Yeah, like, si- since my yeah. father was a toddler. Yes, and my father remembers, like, w- when parts of Georgia got electricity. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, like, ooh, a refrigerator, you know, and so that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, fair enough, go for it, you know, it's different than, like, if, if the Giants were doing something like this, you're like, maybe, like, rest on your three rings and shut up, but at the same time, I'm like, don't ruin your pitcher for the next season, like, you want to build something that's going to be dynastic, yeah, be dynastic, I, I mean, obviously, I have no proof on this, and I don't think anybody's had any proof on this, so I, this is, like, totally my own speculation. But I think about what ha- what the Mets did with Matt Harvey yeah. last year and what happened to him at the beginning of this year. And I'm like, I, I, I don't believe it's unrelated. 
you know, I mean, oh, I have wow. no medical science for this, but like <laughs> my speculation is it's, it's got to be related. And like, look, he was gone for the whole year and may have like permanently injured himself. Yeah. Um, he, Syndergaard, <laughs> DeGrom, and Mattis, and Mats, right? Yeah. We're all <laughs> a mess this year. Um, and everyone's like, it's because of their usage in the playoffs last year. Like, mm-hmm. and let's be honest, like them even going to the wildcard game, everyone's like, you're not going to go win the World Series. So like, just stop. It's okay. Yeah. You know, you, you had a pretty decent season given all of your injuries this year. But like the same thing with the Dodgers. I'm like, you're not winning the World Series. Like you yeah. had to go against the Cubs. So like maybe don't mess yourselves up for the next five years. Yeah. Um, and I going back to the World Series, like it's clearly working for the Cleveland team. But at the same time, uh, like yeah. I, I kind of wish there were a rule that you had to have that you, that you had to use pitchers in a specific way, mostly for... Yeah. Or maybe not you had to use pitchers in a specific way, but there are ways you can't use them. Maybe yeah. that's a better way to put it. Because, like, I don't want to lock anybody into a specific, like, well, obviously, so-and-so can't, like, you have to have f- five good pitchers. Well, that doesn't quite <laughs> yeah. work necessarily. But, like, I mean, honestly, with, with Cleveland, I'm a little bit more worried about how they're using their bullpen, honestly, than how they're using Corey Kluber. Like, Andrew Miller has pitched in every single game of the postseason. Yeah. We're pretty damn close. Yeah. Right. To be fair, like, he's he real good. He's he's really good. He is very good at throwing them baseballs. This is not a question, but like I'm wondering, like how, how is that sustainable? Like maybe he is a really super durable relief pitcher, but as we know, relief pitchers, not the most durable people in the world. I, I will well, say like, I ran his um, median pitches per inning for this year, and it's 15. He's gonna yeah. be fine. Like yeah, he pro- I, he probably is, but at the same yeah. time, like it, it's it's troubling. Again, that it's just like, well, things may or may not be working the way we want to. So who's gonna take it? Andrew Miller's gonna take it. Like let's just keep throwing him in there, and like how long it, how long can he do that? I do think so. relievers are often seen as more disposable. And I'm hoping oh. that starts to change with the advent of guys like Miller, who really is so incredibly durable right now and mm-hmm. can be used in so many different situations. So I feel like it's harder for them almost to to devalue him at the end of the day and say, mm-hmm. oh, he's, you know, a guy for such and such a situation. We can always replace him. I think he's making himself much harder to replace. And I'm hoping we're going to see some kind of change. I mean, I think we're all hoping in general, we've talked about bullpen usage and how there have been shifts in terms of that. But um, I am hoping that he in particular is going to be a part of fueling that and, and, you know, the more flexible bullpen usage roles that we have been seeing more of um, that he's going to be a big part of that push. If that makes any sense. I mean, he's the sort of a one man argument for like an anti-closer because it's like, just use the best, use the best pitcher available in the highest leverage situation. Yeah. For sure. uh, like the closer often is against the bottom of the order in the ninth and you're like okay like this is fine but you're striking out you know yeah. the bottom of the order um well and he was talking about in some article where he was interviewed about um like arbitration taking into account saves mm-hmm. and, and how you you will get paid more if you have more saves yeah. and but obviously you know- if you care about being paid more which i think most people do then you want to be put in for a safe situation. And if we're moving away from that, I'm not sure what the rules are for how one decides what gets taken into account for arbitration, but that seems like a pretty obvious thing to change Mm -hmm. if we want to have more flexibility with bullpen rules. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. Like I think saves are a fun stat, but they're also a silly stat. They're a, uh, okay. No, they're a bullshit stat. It's a bullshit stat. 
Swear jar. Like, swear jar, for sure. But like, like if I have a porn star jar, you have a swear jar. <laughs> oh, I know. It's chock full of money at the moment. Well, it would be if I actually had cash on my <laughs> If you had money. But like, um, <laughs> like it, 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 it's kind of meaningless. And it, yes, it's used almost entirely. That's how we've seen closer as a role like develop is because of this using it as contract stuff. I mean, they use holds in, in much the same way. That's more recent though, isn't but, it? It's more recent, but it's still, I mean, it's still all stemming from the same thing. It's like, let's give our relievers a specific stat so that we can hold them in these specific roles and use that in, in their in their various arbitrations, regardless of what they may or may not be able to do. And we'll see, we'll see how much that changes. My concern is, I mean, you were saying like, making him indispensable as opposed to the disposable nature of relievers, which I completely agree with you, like as a, most teams treat their relief pitchers as like, well, we can always just, it, his arm's not working anymore. Let's just go grab another one from the minors. Like being indispensable means you're going to get used maybe at times when you shouldn't be used because no one else can get it done. If you can't like, you need to be that guy. So you're going to go out there three days in a row and pitch two innings every day. Like, you know what I mean? I think so. Which is also, which then becomes not good for you. Like you don't want them to be completely yeah. disposable, but you don't want them to be essential. Like your yeah. essential is not the right word, but you don't want them to be like, well, he's the only guy that we have that we can use. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? There we go. Yeah. Sorry. Now I've caught up with you. Yeah. I mean, I think the issue is you want to use the best pitcher available in a the highest leverage situation available, but you also have to have understanding that these are people and they want to have like regularity and routine um and you don't want to say like oh we we're going to use our best pitcher available all the time and then yeah. you know they break that um, and what that's how you get you know starting pitchers pitching uh in relief in game four of a championship series or something yeah you know what i mean so i don't know i mean it's it's obviously a pretty complex thing I have a lot of reliever feelings, so I get a little bit, like, head up about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a lot of feelings about relief pitchers? I don't know. No, don't live a bullpen life, kids. It's yeah. a, it's a terrible <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking uh, well, of our bullpen. And crying. But speaking of the bullpen, I really want to give Sammy Solis a hug. Yeah. Oh, Sammy. He got put out there a lot. He yeah. did. Well, and it was because they're like, the Dodgers can't hit left-handed pitching. I'm like, oh, oh whoops. That was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of like, eh, like, I'd be interested, and I don't have a stat for this, because um, at one point we were talking about that, like, there were only three or four left-handed starting pitchers in the NL East. And yeah, we were talking about that a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, and one of them was Geo, and then, mm -hmm. like, three on the Marlins, and I want to say, like, yes. that might have been it. Um, and so I'm interested to know the number of, like, left-handed pitchers in the NL West. Because everyone was like, the Dodgers, you know, Gio Gonzalez is going to take on the Dodgers. And I'm like, okay. Like, that's sweet. He did okay. He did good. One start. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love me some Gio. But at the same time, like, lefty on righty matchup is not a cure-all for everything no. and it you know i don't know how many left-handed pitchers there are in the nl west and i'm gonna find out like in, in right now but at the same time i'm kind of like is this a sample size issue if they don't face left-handed pitching that much then yeah they probably don't hit very well against it but like yeah. this could just be because they don't do it that often um and not there's something intrinsic to left-handed pitching that like wow 
when you I put mean, I, on that blue LA cap, you just automatically can't hit lefties anymore. Yeah. It's how it works. I think, okay. I think part of it, now obviously correct me if I'm wrong on this, but part of it is the fact that I think the Dodgers have an obscenely high number of lefty hitters. I think that's true. Yeah. And that's why, so they're, they're weaker quote unquote against lefty pitchers because you don't want lefty lefty. Um, and because they're just like, I mean, I remember going to the games, they had, they were fielding entire team of like left-handers, except for like one guy, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and that was just normal. That wasn't like them all, deliberately putting all lefties out when there was a right-hander on the mound or something. That was just, that's what they had. Like they just, so maybe that's factoring into it somewhat, but that only takes you so far. I mean, lefty hitters are lefty hitters their entire lives. Eventually they learn how to hit lefties. So yeah, well, and I think at the end of the day, if they're weaker against lefties, that's great, but they still have a pretty good offense, unfortunately. Yeah. So it only goes, it only takes you so far. Right. Yeah. And they have, I mean, I, you know, someone asked me about like, oh, do you think it's going to be Cubs or Dodgers? And like, the Cubs have deeper starting pitching um, mm-hmm. and better offense, but like the Dodgers are, uh, and also ran in terms of the Cubs model, like they do have very good hitting pretty deep starting like they're just quite frankly not as good they're uh, always good enough to get there not good enough to get yeah. away which may or not may or may not be part of their like buy the best team you can you can buy um philosophy on it like they're always in there and always enough to stay competitive but never quite enough to Win it all. push it over but never enough to fall all the way back down to the bottom yeah and and i think you know some of that is is maybe hesitance on the part of the, like, it, it doesn't seem like they do high risk very well. Like, they do high reward pretty well, but, like, yeah. they don't make the kind of moves that are, like, this is a high risk move. You're like, no, this is a very safe move. They just they just go by the the, the best that they can afford. Which, which is a lot, to be the fair. The Dodgers, which is a lot. Uh, yeah, and, um, it's, yeah, but they never, like, take a chance on their, like, young rookie coming up who might be amazing. Well, except well, for Arias. Yeah. Who was amazing. And I like his yeah. little goggles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased. I like a pitcher in some goggles. Yeah, oh, I, 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 kind of, I feel like we're all kind of, like, slightly more predisposed to liking goggles than not at this point. I know I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I like me. I'm like, hmm, are you an adorable starter? Yes. Oh, <laughs> do you either have a little flat, uh, flat brim hat? Or some goggles, yes. If you put the two together, I'm just like, you can't see my face, <laughs> but I'm clapping. <laughs> Regardless of what you have to say, they did, you know, they did beat us again. I'm, I, you know, that was a good series. Like, every I was proud of them. I was yeah. proud. Of them. I really was. That was I just so much a better series than 2014. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, it was, it was I mean, I, fun. It was all like it was all close games. Um, yeah. you know, everyone but was I mean, hitting like, pretty good and we got outplayed eventually. Like, okay. I know. I know. Like, I know we didn't do anything like stupid or wrong. You know, I just, just get past the first round. Just once. I know. That was, that was my goal. That was my goal for the year. I didn't care if we won the series. I just wanted us to get past the DS. Yeah. I just, that's all. That's all. I didn't, I didn't need us to go any farther than that. Like, let's like, let's make some progress. <laughs> Maybe it'll take a little progress, but at the end of the day, maybe the Nats are going to nat, whether we like it or not. No. I love them. I don't believe I love them so much. I, I not, believe in them. I do not believe in narrative. We got outplayed. It has nothing to do with the fact that it was the 
same oh. game of the same series. That's not a thing. We got outplayed by Clayton Kershaw. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and it wasn't I'm not because about the, of a yeah. magically shrinking strike zone against yeah. no. St. Oh, no, Louis. No, no, no. And, you know, I, how do I put this? This game is not going to break anybody. Like, no. the last NLDS game vibe kind of broke Drew Storen a little bit and kind of broke our hearts a little bit. But yeah. A little bit. I, mean, I sulked for five days. I um, am not trying to make, like, direct comparisons to 2012 at all. I'm not trying to, like, do that. I'm, a lot of people keep trying to do that to me. And I'm like, no, not saying it. Like... <laughs> I just wonder if we beat ourselves sometimes. We didn't. We didn't beat ourselves. No, like, and we played some really, really good baseball. Like, how do I put this? I wasn't mad at any point other than the seventh inning of NLDS game five. Like, I wasn't mad at any point. I was like, yeah, even the games we lost, like, I'm like, it was a one-run game. Like, sometimes the wind blows slightly differently. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff happens. But, like, they're going to come back and be good next year. And that's the yeah. other thing. They're not troubling or broken or deadened the way they were in 2014 or like psychologically scarred the way they were in 2012. It's yeah. like, okay, you know, uh, when the Royals in 2014 uh, lost the World Series, everyone's like, oh yeah, but they're going to be good next year. And then they were. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of the feeling I have going in of like, these are a bunch of guys who don't have a lot who at this point don't have a lot of positive postseason experience that was a positive postseason experience despite the outcome yeah but can i can i just do one thing that is completely contrary to my nature and i need you guys to yell at me okay max and the homers that's the one thing yeah that i i wish should have gone differently we didn't win either of his starts yeah I and had, we could have gotten him more run support, but like that home run rate has been a problem all season. Even when it became much less of one later, it's still been a problem. And I need him to get a handle on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in, in game one, he outpitched Kershaw. He flat out did. He outpitched him, but he gave up one home run, you know, and that's, that's what killed it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think maybe but, that's like, going to be some, some pitch tweaking. Yeah. Like yeah. developing something that, um, cause you know, I know that Max loves a strikeout and I love a strikeout and everyone likes a strikeout cause a strikeout Strikeouts is are so sexy. sexy, but like developing a pitch that's going to be more a ground out or, or even like an, in, like an infieldish fly out, um, to just deaden something is, is probably something that like, I assume is on his mind other than his inexplicable Halloween costumes with Erica that I like, can we put that up online? I don't get those. They look really cute, but I have no idea what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I I have, I I have a thing more pertinent to what we were talking about than the Halloween costumes. What's his uh, double play inducement rate? Do we, does anybody have Oh, I can look that up. Well, just, you know, thinking about the strikeouts, he does now have, he matched the record. So, he doesn't have to keep getting strikeouts just for funsies now, right? We already know he can do it. We already know it's sexy. Let's move on and let's yeah. work on instead winning some playoff games. Yeah, well, I, like like I feel like he and Tanner Roark need to trade. Like Tanner Roark's double play inducement is excellent, but you know, he also could could lower his FIP a little bit. Yeah. Um and and Max Scherzer could induce a couple more double plays and, and be okay with a ground out maybe it's time to start tweaking being slightly less of a fly ball strikeout pitcher. Yeah. Like that's it. I, I, 
one of, I, I was, I had a conversation with someone who was trying to tell me that Max Scherzer shouldn't have gone in for game five. And I was like, absolutely not. Who, who what no. else would, I was just like, are what? you kidding? Like, what else are we going to, who else would we put in? Of course we're putting Max Scherzer in because he has occasion, because he gives up some home runs. That's, that's BS. Like, no, <laughs> obviously uh, he had to start game five. Yeah. Like, and I was like, well, who else do we have? So we had at the point, uh, Strauss is, is done, you know, Joe Ross, Lopez are babies. You know, Giolito it was down. Like who who did we have? AJ Cole. Mm, no. It would have put, been putting Tanner Roark in on short rest. Yeah. And, and Tanner it, didn't have a very good game either, I'm sorry to say. I mean we won it, but he was he was struggling. Yeah. Like And yeah, I say that given how much I love Tanner, but like that was not a particularly good game. No, I mean yeah. I was I was all in for Max in game five. There was no question in my mind. It didn't end the way I would have mm-hmm. liked it to, but I would put him in there again. Absolutely. Like, I I still have more faith in him even with the home run problem. Like, oh, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. I'd rather lose behind Max Scherzer than not put him in at all. Yeah. Especially given our other options were, uh, I don't know, some some kid. Um, <laughs> like, okay, kid, go out there. Like, it's yeah. just the Dodgers. It's the best team money can buy. Like, have fun. <laughs> well, what about um, Cat Lados' dad? Was he not on the postseason roster? He's not a starter, is he? I mean, he kind of is, but like... he he had a spot start. He's yeah. been a starter in the past, but yeah, in that time, but yeah, yeah. I don't remember if he was on the roster or not. Oh my god, I'm inclined Maybe I've to been think... more successful in blocking. I'm inclined to think that he wasn't. I don't remember exactly, but I think he yeah. wasn't. Which does seem a little odd in hindsight because we could have used him out of the bullpen and we could have used him in a spot start if we needed to. Like uh, if somebody else's arm fell off the way Strauss's arm kind of fell off. Like <laughs> I'm going to have to double check that because I, I honestly, I don't remember. Um, oh, speaking of arms falling off, um, did y'all hear that Aaron Barrett elected free agency as opposed to a minor league assignment? I yeah. saw. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Barrett, who is the progenitor of me screaming, Jesus doesn't care about your yips. I thought uh, that was Trinan started that for No, you. that was Aaron Barrett. Okay. Um, well, either way, a moment of silence for the bear. Mm-hmm. And his wife, who was very nice when I, I met her for about a minute. Yeah. I, I have nothing against Aaron Barrett. I do have something against performative religiosity. And he was the progenitor of me yelling yeah. that at my television because I'm like, look, I know you went down to the minors and you struggled, but like, please stop talking about the power of prayer to cure your yips. Yeah. Uh, Cause guess what? Like wh- when your yips ain't cured, who are you yeah. going to blame? The devil. Oh, right. um, no, well, this is well, this is well worn. Uh, yeah i think for us but like yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. we'll see we'll have to keep an eye and see where he goes um i mean what do we think his chances are of getting i mean he's gonna get picked up by on a minor league deal anyway i'm Mm -hmm. I'm sure with his history unfortunately of injury he's gonna get he's not gonna get picked for a major league roster i don't think no i would be very surprised yeah just given how gruesome the latest on his arm sounded do i want to know um well it was when he was you might have already heard it it was a while ago um, when he was rehabbing from the ligament, he broke his elbow on a pitch. Right. Yes, that's right. Which is, how do bones work that way? I didn't think that's how bones worked. But Well, so what I was worried about was that it had to do with the reconstruction where, because sometimes if you reattach the ligament to a part of bone that isn't structurally sound enough, it can the like- ligament won't snap, but the bone will. Uh. Sorry. It sounds like that wasn't the part of his elbow that broke. 
and okay. correct me if anyone heard differently. Oh. Nope. Um, because but I it didn't... sounds like it wasn't the Tommy John reconstructive part of his elbow, which yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Either way. I mean, hopefully he gets better and these weird because it was like three surgeries in a row for completely unrelated things i think for him so hopefully that doesn't happen to him again and he gets better and he goes and talks about jesus somewhere else <laughs> i yeah best wishes to him and yeah. yeah you know who i feel like i feel the equivalent about with aaron barrett uh leaving his chad tracy i was like okay peace and blessings you know it's been a good run i, mm-hmm. I got nothing against you buddy but like bye I don't really have much of an emotion one way or another, but yeah. Well, I was trying to, I was trying to say Chad Tracy is, as my lack of emotion because my other pitcher with whom I have a lack of emotion is someone who you will not let me forget. So. I don't don't have one. I didn't even say it. (laughs) But we all knew what you were saying. I Um, I actually almost said it too. So, and then I did. Um, Well, well, I guess, okay. Going from pitchers we don't care about to pitchers we do. I really, really, really want us to keep Mark Melanson. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be nice. Um, we don't, because we don't have any, I mean, I don't think we have anybody that's look poised to take over the the closer role no, at the moment. I, I don't mean, think we so. traded away Rivera, who was the, the, the guy who would have become. Um, I don't know what our minor league situation is, but I don't think any of the bullpen guys we saw this year are really, like, approaching closer. No, I just don't think any of the young guys are ready for that. Mm-mm. Um, and I, I also just don't think any of them, it, it's not, I don't know if it's even a readiness as much as a, I don't think that's what their strengths are. Um, I, I don't know if we've seen enough of them to know that. Like, I could see Solis yeah. in like four years. Yeah, but they're going to save him for being a lefty. He's go- he's going to be a lefty long, long reliever. Yeah. I think. That's, I mean, and he's good at it. And I think that's a good situation. I don't know if he's going to flourish in the pressure of the closer. I mean, as much as we just talked about how that entire concept was kind of ridiculous, and, but I, I think he's more suited to. Yeah. Pitch a couple innings. Long be a lefty. Yeah. Um, and I think he's better when he pitches a couple innings though. Again, I have no stats to, to support that. Yeah, it's it's all eye test, but I mean, he did come up originally as a starter. He was going to be a starter, and then we did the thing that we always do, which is we stuck him in the bullpen to get him some experience, and then he never came back out of it. But yeah, so of course, it makes sense to me that he does better as when he has a couple innings to sort of like. Do you think they're gonna they're gonna make off? him Geo? <laughs> There's an interesting <laughs> thought. I mean, Geo's. I mean, we don't have any. I know, I know. We're all sad. But yeah, no, with Geo leaving, depending on what we do on the free agent market, we don't have a lefty in our starting rotation, which. A lot of teams get by just fine like that, but I don't want us not to have a lefty. I like I lefties. Yeah, but, so I would say, like, to my mind, moving Sammy Solis to a starter would make the most sense. Remind me, Giolito is a lefty, right? Yeah, Giolito is, is not done. He's not done, but I'm saying, like, he is a lefty, correct? And, um, I think? No, he's a righty. He's already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like picture him in my head throwing. Lots of limbs. Very yeah. tall. <laughs> no, he's um, a righty. I just okay. um and I was pretty and sure. Is it anyway. Lopez who's a lefty or is he a righty too? I think Lopez is a lefty. I was actually thinking of going back to the closer thing. If him as a starter doesn't work out, he's got the velocity to be a closer. True. Yeah. I mean he basically was being used as a starter. Um yeah. because it would be like him and and G- and Gio, not Giolito, being pl- kind of platooned together. Oh, no, um, he was being platooned with Joe Ross. And Joe Ross. So, like, I think that, you know, 
he, he's a righty, actually. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Damn it, I'm betting really bad. Over um, right but now. he and does, so... I think, have, have the potential if, because I don't know, I mean, we haven't tried him in the bigs as a starter a whole ton, but he has been struggling. So I think it'll be interesting to see what they choose to do with him next season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, he also needs to be done a little bit more. Like, yeah. Trey last year was like, everyone's like, he's not ready. And this year they're like, oh, shoot, he ready. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a, a year makes, a, or, you know, six months makes a lot of difference when you're talking about guys this age. Yeah. Like, Giolito was not ready, but he's also 21. Like... Yeah, like he can afford to take another year yeah. in the minors and get ready. And he so. was in like single high A. Like, yeah, yeah, like put it, put him up in Harrisburg for a little while, for longer. He was there, but like put him there for longer and and let the little Bing thing on the turkey pop out a little bit more. Yeah. And... <laughs> he needs ten more minutes. <laughs> yeah, like he'll be done. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Lopez is like very close to being done being. he seemed closer to being yeah, done he yeah. needed five more minutes not 10 yeah exactly uh, and joe ross is like he's fine just like he needed to get back and he was clearly still like struggling he uh, he just never quite bound i mean he didn't get to do a rehab start yeah so, so i i feel like we're gonna have you know scherzer strauss if strauss gets back himself back together joe ross which hopefully this amount of time yeah um roark and then lopez maybe Solis. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with AJ Cole. I assume trade him for something. Or just keep sitting on him for a little yeah. while. He's got a few more years. But I think it would be foolish of us to assume that the Nats aren't going to attempt to get somebody free on the free agent market. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to think who's up for free agency this year. It's I think it's a pretty slim market. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, it may be that they're just going to try for Melanzin. Maybe. But obviously that's not – I mean, yeah, that could be their, their pickup. I just I, – I'm sure – that the the front office is going to think about trying to get a starter on the free agent market. And I just, I don't know who it would be. And because it is such a slim pickings, anybody that's halfway decent is going to be able to charge, you know, charge whatever they want. They'll cost the earth. Like, um, um, well, I wonder about the trade market for starting pitching too. Yeah. Whether that'll come into play. And again, asking prices are going to be really high. Uh, Can I say something about trades? So pitch this week had Ginny Baker not understand the mechanics of like a three-way trade situation. I, I was like, yeah, FYI. Okay, yeah, well, spoilers. Either, it's very brief, but I'm like, what the heck? How would you not understand what a three-way trade is? Like, do we think that that was here's the idiot ball so that we can explain trades to the audience? Yes, but like her agent is not a baseball person. So like you have a perfect sounding board for like this is a person who doesn't understand things and is in control of. Yeah. of a, a hot baseball property but i'm like this is this is sitcom logic i don't like oh, yeah. it yeah. um the rest of the episode was fine it was actually pretty good but like i was like mm, no it's really not ask, that hard can i ask a question not totally related to this although you did make me think about it um because obviously on the show they've shown that Ginny is quite a, a a smart cookie as well as everything else but we we joke a lot about how maybe baseball players aren't so good in the thinking department because they're they're here to do the baseball thing and the rest of the thinking didn't like make it all the way. Do you think there's probably some baseball players who genuinely do not understand how a three three team trade works? No, I don't. 
like you don't think so no, i honestly like this one for this one for this one like have you played musical chairs yeah. then you get the concept <laughs> like it's it, you know it's one of those things where it's like no if this is your life and your livelihood maybe you don't understand it in english but you have to understand it like yeah um that's one of those things where it, it was one of those like well how would a starting pitcher trade with this other team that i'm not on and blah blah, blah. i'm like again you live this you spent x number of years in the minors you went to the dominican winter league you probably understand what a three-way trade is mm -hmm. yeah like, mm, mm, your, your, your daddy would not let you grow up not knowing that like no. it, it was just a, a character inconsistent thing and it was very clearly like let's explain to the audience what this is but i'm like mm -hmm. you have other people on the show explain to them if you feel like this whole concept of three people moving is hard yeah which it is not <laughs> jenny could explain to her mom somebody could explain to the agent yeah jenny could explain to the agent yeah like it was just one of those things where you're like i, I don't i don't understand like i i don't understand why you're why you're writing a character who is otherwise a very smart cookie this way what was fp's analogy for like a 16 player trade. I think he said it was like a field trip. You need matching t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone stay with their buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just imagine like baseball players clutching the like the little rope that they put like toddlers on. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, don't lose Lucas Giolito. He's very tall. Yeah. Um, they get a bunch oh, of those Coda. leashes. Yeah. Coda's like. And every, instead of the, instead of the backpack that they have to, the, the, like the bullpen guys yeah. wear, it's just a toddler leash. You can only go three feet. Yeah, actually, that would be hilarious. I want to. Don't put that in your I mouth. I want to see Coda Glover on Drop one it. of those. <laughs> I'm not proud. I want to see what we do with Coda Glover next year. I think oh, keep yeah. him, develop him, and and have him yeah. be an eighth inning guy. Yeah. You think you, you think he looks better as as setup? Yeah. Um, yeah. he might eventually move into a, like a ninth inning. Like I haven't seen enough of him, but I I, I think again he's a he's yeah. a kid kid who needs another year or so to really yeah. like get a look at what he has but i i see him in a in an eighth inning yeah like, i think up. i i think i agree with you or maybe like could fill in in the ninth when necessary sort of situation yeah for for i think they would if they don't pick up a closer yeah and they don't keep melanson we'll see because like that's a that's a big we'll see but i could definitely see him being used in in the eighth as e and even higher leverage situations but not like ooh the closer well uh, how are we feeling about sean kelly because he did do some closer fill-in yeah i feel he good did. about sean kelly but he's old sean well we've got him for two more years yeah. so we're um, gonna have to figure out a way to use him somehow or another i i've got sean kelly just seems extremely versatile to me like he can do by which i mean he's my age yeah he's old yeah. Yeah, he's um he can do, you know, multi-inning long relief. He can come in and be for one batter. He can be a roogie. Um <laughs> and I he's could can obviously handle the closing. I think he's done better overall again as a long long reliever. But he's clearly very versatile. I don't know if he would thrive always being in the closer role, but I think he could definitely do it at times when necessary. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Or or they put him in the eighth and the ninth when the, you don't have the pitcher up in the order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I could see him being used like a a lot like that. Um, yeah. just like do a double switch and, or or something. Yeah. 
hey, maybe this is maybe what we talked about earlier in terms of like changing around, changing the way relief gets used. Maybe that's what we'll look at with the Nats next year, depending on whether or not we make any high profile acquisitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the guys that we have, it may just be like, let's throw whoever makes sense in this situation in, in this situation. And Dusty Baker has clearly proven his flexibility and thinking on that respect. Mm-hmm. Willingness like, um, to try that. Without yeah. the seeming randomness of Matt Williams. Like, yeah. Like Dusty, I was like, okay, this makes sense. And like, it seems like the the guy who they're putting in knows that he's going to get put in in this situation yeah. versus I think Matt Williams had like a chore wheel of relievers. <laughs> like it would just be like, yeah. um, did you want to? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and even when I've occasionally disagreed with Dusty, I've always understood the rationale behind who he's putting in when. Exactly. And even when it doesn't work out, it's like, okay, I get I still why. see why that was what choice you decided to make. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I could, I could definitely see, yeah, Sean Kelly, Coda Glover. Yeah, I mean, they have some good young talent in the bullpen. They don't have a Melanson's type star except for Melanson. Yeah. Um, but, Who you know, ain't, what? we don't got anymore. Well, we don't got him anymore. Technically. He was a good rental. Yes, he was a good I rental. I think he liked us. Maybe we could I think so. write him some letters and ask him to stay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're going to get make him an offer. Yeah. 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 I just hope it's I hope it's reasonably competitive, even if he doesn't take it. I just don't want us to embarrass ourselves. You mean like what we did with Wilson Let's... Ramos? And um, what's his face? I don't Black. know if that was embarrassing. He was. That... He's a catcher who hit over 300. Yes, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I know. I I think it was lowball expecting him to take a hometown discount. I don't know if it was straight up embarrassing. Okay, but like they should have made Wilson Ramos an offer he couldn't refuse, okay. and not the mafia way. Yes. Like he's a catcher yes. who once his eyes got fixed. And yes, it, was he injury prone prior to this year? Yeah. Is he injured currently? Sure. But like, was a an absolute Iron Man all season? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. still mad, honest to God, that we were playing in the rain. I blame that for his injury. I think we should have been in rain delay at that point. I really do. It, yeah. And poor Wilson Ramos. And- like, I realized that one can slip jumping yeah. to catch a ball even when there is no rain happening. Yeah. yeah. But I really blame the rain. In that I, particular instance, I think we should have been not, playing. And Wilson Ramos's hind parts have had a had a long history of, yeah, of it's the busting. same knee. Um, that being said, like if you have a catcher who hits over three hundred and can manage a a uh, nervous temperamental nervous horse, <laughs> I was gonna go with stable of starters. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, yeah. I mean, even Max, who's not a nervous horse, is kind of a nervous horse. He definitely needs a certain type of hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm just kind of like, why don't we just keep him? What are we going to get? Who's um, better? Like, Lobi, I love Lobi, but Lobi is not going to hit that well. No. Um, I mean, I am I am very much liking Pedro Severino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's fast. But, like, not for a catcher, like, fast. I think yeah, they put him into like pitch run at one point. And I was like, did. yeah. And he did very yeah. well. <laughs> He and Trey Turner. Yeah, I want to watch. I want to watch him sprint. Yeah. But... So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I've heard some speculation. or not speculation because it's not. No one. No one's thinking that this is what they're going to do. But saying like this is what they should do. We should go back to him. Go back to Ramos now that he's hurt and give him the same deal because basically it would be like you get one year for to heal yourself up. Yeah. Making the other two years of the deal look a lot sweeter. He gets medical attention from an organization and then. Even if he doesn't come back 
year after the second ACL surgery, he can help like youngins sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess the question that I have is then what do we do while he's healing? Severino. We use Severino and Lobotone. And we're, and we're happy Which with that. Which is not ideal. It's not ideal, but it's, it could potentially work. Most catchers aren't the power hitters on their team. Yeah, because they have to be the smart one. They, and they have to, yeah, they have other things that they think about. It's a defensive position. It's like second baseman. Second baseman and catchers are usually not your power hitters. They can be. You know, you've got Wilson Ramos. You've got Buster Posey. You've got, um, I wish we had Yadier Molina when he was a little younger. He's now moving um, more and more towards first base, I thought. Like he is. Right, he is, and which is what would happen to a power hitting catcher yeah. typically. Like if we have a catcher who's hitting lower, who's really good behind the dish, it sucks having that be the follow-up back to Wilson Ramos, but at the same time it's not unprecedented and is not like the end of the world. That's true. Yeah. I guess I've gotten spoiled. Or I yeah. have. Yeah. I mean was not a great hitter he was a fine hitter. uh but... he turned into a good hitter for the red sox right did he yeah but he didn't go, did he go to the red sox last i heard about him he was in the Do- the dodgers minor league but that was in like 2013 so it's been a little while oh no he retired no Aww. i'm thinking of somebody else who went to the red sox from us who was a backup catcher for us and then went up to the red sox and was like wow oh um um oh god not jesus flores but yeah, he, he turned into him. I was like, why did we let him go? But yeah, so I mean, it it, it wouldn't be unprecedented. And, and so we could see how it's going. And, you know, if Wilson Ramos healing up from the leg injury wants to, like, teach these youngins a couple things, like, well. Yeah, um, I do think if we're going to settle for not as good offense from the catcher spot as we've been getting, mm-hmm. we're going to need some more dependable offense elsewhere. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Yes, our offense has been... Has always been kind of streaky. Yeah, I think once I you fix Bryce's neck. Um, yeah, that'll help. I agree. Um, I worry about, I guess, Revere no longer is in the picture really as a starter. Yeah. But yeah, he's going to be a bench guy because we do have him for one more year, if I recall correctly. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Trey, I'm not worried about it all. Maybe I should be. Other than defensive miscues, I'm worried I, about. He needs to learn very the position. Um, he just needs to learn the position. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So we'll see if he does. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not worried about his bat at all. Um, Sandy Leone. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, I was like, no, he he turned into, as far as I know, and I'm clicking on his baseball reference right now, something for the the yeah. Red Sox. He was hitting 310. Nice. This him. season in 252 at bats. Like Sandy Very Leone, nice. you know, his slugging is not fabulous. It's 470. It's four. Actually, his OPS is 845. Like, oh. no knock. We should probably not yeah. have let Sandy Leone go because he was, oh. he's been, he was not good last year at all for the Red Sox, but this year was like and, real solid. And he wasn't, he wasn't like superb for us. And it was a time when we were carrying a lot of catchers in our minor league. Yeah. So I understand why we let him go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he did only play 78 games this year because I think he was the backup catcher. But like for a yeah. backup catcher, god damn. Yeah. Um, that's pretty nice. Yeah. I was like, I knew, so I knew one of our former catchers turned into something for the Red Sox. I don't remember how he was defensively, but it's not important. We don't have to go down that particular. Uh, avenue of why did we let him go why didn't we keep him who could you know like i mean the downside is of course with ramos not taking our deal which was i mean that was underplaying 
and now he's injured, he's not going to get picked up on the free agent market this year, which sucks. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll probably take a, another deal from us just just on that. Assuming we, I mean, hopefully we offer him something. But I mean, that was all just like, we should do this, not they're going to do this. Um, and they might not, for the same reasons other teams aren't going to want to pick him up while he's injured, you're basically paying him to, and getting no results for at least a year and not knowing what he's going to be like when he comes back. Well, do we uh, think we'd give him a qualifying offer? Oh, definitely not qualifying offer this year is like 16 million something it's like and that which would have been more than we were offering him the three-year 30 million we're not gonna and also we wouldn't be giving him a qualifying offer for a year when he's going to not play next year so yeah it's it's kind of a it's kind of a really unpleasant situation for everybody involved on this so hopefully that's go back to him with the three-year 30 and be like let's just take it and go because then it works out to basically be two years and 15 each which is not great but you're taking a chance now at this point it's so. true i just think that in some ways they're even less likely to offer him a three-year deal now that we don't know what he's going to look like in three years they probably, they probably are but less likely so we'll just have to see i mean i guess the worst thing that happens is he goes back to free agency in a year from now in 2017 once he's healed up once he's healed up and has had a chance to do a couple uh get a couple like showcase games in or something like that you know mm-hmm. um yeah, but it's it's not the way I wanted his career with the Nationals to end. No, um, definitely not. Yeah. Who else are we losing this year? God, this is not quite as bad as it was last year, but I was going to say Gio and Ramos. Yeah. Strauss is Gio Parkadio. this year? I just Gio's, really thought Gio was next year. He's out this year. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't. We signed him in 2012 for four years. So I was yeah. not emotionally preparing for that because I thought we had one more year. I don't. Think I kept hoping he would him. have a better. What? I don't think they're gonna make him any kind of offer. I don't think so either. I was really hoping he would have had a slightly better year this year, yeah. so that they could like justify keeping him on for in some way, whether you know good enough to be in a, in the bullpen or, you know, really good enough to like come back to the old Geo that he was and um, no, be a start. You know, but it's not. It, I really don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Just because we love him to death doesn't mean the front office is gonna do something like that. So. You know who's going to be back on the free agent market, though? Who? Ian Desmond. Ian Desmond! He's not coming back, but I love him. No. We don't have room for him anymore. I know. I know. We'd have to build. <laughs> uh, he, he an okay center fielder. Yeah. Turns out. Like, pretty decent. Turns out he's a very good center fielder. Like, yeah. well, honestly, if they got Desmond and put him in center field and then move Trey back to sh- shortstop and bench Danny. But, like... Yeah. Or put Danny, I mean, we have Murphy for, what, a couple more years? Mm-hmm. Got him for two more years. Yeah, so yeah. put Murphy at first base, put Ryan Zimmerman somewhere, like, you know, but yeah. Murphy, but like, yeah, put Murphy at first base because he can hit, put Danny at second because he's good defensively, try it shortstop. Actually, I don't hate this. The problem is you'd have to use Ryan Zimmerman <laughs> off the bench, and we're not going to do that. And he's a good first baseman. No. Like, he's fine. He he's, actually is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's a he's a very good defensive first baseman. He's just not good at the the hitting part. He's gone back to being as, as horribly streaky as, like, that's really what we're looking at this, these days. Yeah. When he's hot, he's on fire, and when yeah. he's not, it's... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, like, if if they didn't have the, the boat anchor contract for him, it, it, it and we went after Ian Desmond, like, we could 
conceivably stick him at center field, move Trey, move move Danny, um, and then move yeah. Murphy, or take Danny and bench him. But like Danny's strength is his defense and his propensity, as we said, to get on base. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not it's not a fun set of equations to do. Yeah. It's like you can set up your team for the best offense, or you can set up your team for the best defense, or you can set up your team for a little bit of both, which doesn't, which ends up usually being like none of either. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know what to make of Danny's ups and downs at this point. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. I. The the closest I've ever been able to like armchair is he gets into his own head, and the more he wants it, the less he's able to do it. So, hitting wise, that is. Yeah. So that being said, I think honestly, like I think they're gonna look at his on base percentage and go, fair enough. He's good enough defensively, and he gets on base about a third of the time, even though it's you know a lot of IBBs and a lot of hit by pitches. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. but at the same time, eight spot hitter ahead. and you can get on base a third of the time and you're good defensively, screw it. And yeah. we're paying you yeah, what like five dollars? He's doing his job. Yeah. Um, in the eighth hole you know nobody it would be really nice if you're if you could afford to put an eighth eighth man who's hitting 330 or something like that but like that never happens yeah <laughs> so. I would settle for 250 <laughs> but like he's, personally but again his obp is such that like he is getting on base a third of the time which for an eight spot hitter okay like yeah, when you put it that way. Like his his batting average is not a true reflection of what his role is and his role is to get pounded in the butt by a baseball. Um <laughs> yes, pounded pounded in the butt by OBP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jingle. You're welcome. And to get IBB a whole lot cuz people are like, yeah, we could just put a pitcher like Danny Espinosa go to first base and he's like, I'm going to go first base. And so, you know, Danny Espinosa defense squad, but like at the same time, I I don't think that they're going to look at him and go, no. Um unless some significant things change. And unfortunately, this happens every single year. I keep thinking like, well, I would I personally would be really really sad, but I could see how they could make a good deal out of trading him, except they always wait until the end of the season and by the end of the season his trading value has dipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they could have traded um, him at the All-Star break. Uh, yeah, and we could have gotten a really big return for that. Yeah, well, I'm glad. And I would have been crying on the floor yeah. for like a month, but <laughs> it would have made like sense. <laughs> like let me also oh he's making three million dollars okay like i thought he was making less money tanner roark is making like five dollars yeah well that's like we had him on is he arbitration eligible this year i, don't I hope so but yeah so his, yeah, he his was value, making I mean, the minimum yeah his his cost is gonna go up yeah well it it should uh yeah it should uh but yeah he he was making like league almost league minimum this year and last year so i think that they'll probably do whatever yeah i think it will, yeah we'll keep him on we'll if he's going to arbitration which i think time-wise he probably is going to arbitration this year he'll probably end up with like two three million yeah something like that yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm good with it like yeah but yeah no danny danny was making slightly more than i thought he was but he's not making big money can you know comparatively no. uh, he's also he's also been arbitration eligible for a couple of years now i think he's going into two now whatever i probably should not try to pull this stuff off at the top of my head um because it's 
way more complicated than it really needs to be. <laughs> so I should just like leave that alone <laughs> for the agents uh, to worry about. You know um, the only name we haven't mentioned? Rendon. What? Well, Tony, Tony, Tony. He I, had a good year. I yeah. don't really have much to say is the thing because I don't. I'm not concerned. I'm not yeah. really anything. He's just Tony. Solid. Didn't get hurt. Full to yeah. full. He didn't. Um, he didn't have as good of a year as predictions would have had him. But considering what last year was like with all the injury, like I'll take this year yeah. very happily. Like when he warmed up, um, he he hit some doubles and played some good third third base. And honestly, he might be the trade piece that they're gonna put up. Or they might say like let's let's build a team around a, a guy who can thrive on sort of a small ball model of of stuff because he's not a, very good at that. You know he he is really good at that part of the game. Um, so he may mm -hmm. either be the bedrock of the team or might be a good trade piece because they're going to be like, look, he hit you so many doubles. He's a good but corner then, man. Blah blah blah. But then who's going to third? Because while we've got a surplus of infielders, they're all a surplus of middle infielders. And obviously, we can't put Ryan Zimmerman back on third. Oh, no. Can His we put Danny? That would be a terrible idea. Danny Can has we... done it before. He did a good job when he played third last year. He does a good job at every infield position. I mean, so. But is it ideal? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess the question is, if you actually had him play there repeatedly, how would it shake out? Because I remember being very impressed in 2015 yeah. by some of the plays he made over there. Yeah. So yeah. Da I think Danny he would do a very good job. Would do a great job at third. Um, the question is, what would they get back for Rendo? Like, what would replace his batting average and his defense and his defense and his hair? We'd probably get a couple. We hair. Nothing replaces the hair. No. Okay. Um, I don't know why can... everybody talks about Bryce's hair when Tony's hair exists. Yeah. But that's well, a so equation. wait, riddle me this. So if we trade Tony for outfield. Mm. For an actual Center good hitting fielder. outfielder, yeah. Then you move Danny to third, put Trey back at shortstop, keep Murphy at second, keep Zim at first, don't move any of that, and just get pre presumably a center fielder who is actually going to hit as promised. Sorry, but I, I don't think we're going to get that center fielder on a trade. I think it would be Ian Desmond, and he's a free agent. I think what could happen... What 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 is more likely than what you're saying? Not as like they're going to do this, but you trade Tony for a couple of prospects. Yeah, like good prospects, but prospects that need to be back in the oven for a couple more minutes, and then you go out on the free agent and you get a center fielder in the free agent with the money that you've gotten back from getting prospects and not a big player that you have a contract that you're tied to. That's I feel like true. they would want to have a roster player for Tony. Like... I would love to have a roster player for Tony. I'm just don't. I feel like it would be an equal trade we'd basically be getting a tony back which what if we got Tony's like a, great but then why why trade him in the first place yeah what if we got like a prospect and a reliever yeah that would be what i would more see is like that yeah. or you know trade him for or even like i don't know trade him for urius to i'm just throwing things out there because like urius is not up for trade but like for that kind of starter where it's like you're young but you're pretty but you're very good and we'll throw in a prospect on the deal um, because we do have holes in our starting lineup and we have fewer holes in our infield. So I mean, maybe I, I'm just, I, I'm trying to not like get ahead of myself on what I value Tony as is what the market would value him as, you know, but maybe. I, I, I is Urias left-handed? Julio Urias. I don't believe he is. Um, yep. Yeah, he's lefty. Oh, I thought oh so. his baseball reference picture is so great. And guess what his Twitter handle is? What? The teenager seven. 
Oh, that's I knew that actually. That is so cute. Okay, Arias. Oh, I would, I would, I would be okay with him, but like they're not gonna trade him because why would you? Why would you do that? Like that would be insanity. Hey, isn't Chase Utley gonna retire yet? Just speaking of the Dodgers, isn't he like old and cranky and can go away now? No, I mean he had a good season. Can someone slide into him and change that? <laughs> now, he now. really, really pisses me off. Now, now we have to be better than. Chase Utley like I don't want someone to go into him cleats first I mean I do but like not during a game just like if you see Chase Utley on the street just slide at him (laughs) like yeah how do you like me now I got somewhat violent towards the Dodgers during the NLDS which yeah I mean you guys know me and how terrible I am at like being mad at other teams hence my noted (laughs) impossible like I cannot maintain a rivalry of any kind I'm bad at hating I just can't do it. Um, but I was texting Grace at one point during, it might have been game four, and I was like, so can someone just like hit a liner back at Kershaw? And I don't want him to get hurt badly, but I just want him to have a little bruise and maybe he can't pitch again for like a few days. And Grace is like, Laura, you were crying about how Sunshine was injured when he was on the DL. Like, you you literally call this man Sunshine Incarnate. And you're now hoping for him to get hurt. I'm like, not hurt, just like a little bit bruised. Anyway, I'm terrible at this. Yeah, you're, you're not good at it. I'm I'm really really bad at this. But but I want Chase Utley to go away. The, speaking of hitting comebackers at pitchers, um, Kay and I were talking about this last night. The Cubs need to do some drills. They are bad at taking oh, yeah. balls off the mound. Like yeah. I'm like, how are you, how is this not a thing that you look like you're comfortable with? How many oh. times just last night? Did they fall? Like, I'm like, how do you, like, I get that you're good at throwing the ball one way, but like, you know that it comes back sometimes, right? Like, you know, they go 180 degrees around that field. Yeah. Like, did Tanner not get a gold glove nomination? Did I hear that? I don't think he, I feel like I would have heard it if it happened, but I've been on, I've had like baseball stuff on mute lately. So maybe I missed it. I think he Uh, didn't get a gold glove nomination and I'm really pissed. Well, I feel like it helps because he, he keeps being underrated, so we can keep talking about how underrated Tanner Roark is. But I want him to be rated. All the conversation all year long, not not from us, from like other people, actual professionals, was basically how underrated is Tanner Roark. I think at some point when the entire discussion is this guy's underrated, it stops being underrated. I don't know. Well, if he wasn't nominated for a gold glove, then he's still underrated because he, he has never that. been nominated for any kind of award. Other there than... were t-shirts. There were what? T-shirts. Some fans made t-shirts. No, about how he Sean Kelly. Whoa. Oh, yes, that's right. Well, that counts as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Sean <laughs> Kelly had a Dan Rourke for gold glove t-shirt. He should have been in contention for it, but. Yeah, his he's just really good and really consistent, but like he's also going to be, I think, perpetually underrated, which is just fine because it'll make it easier for us to keep him. That's true, but again, just makes me want to hug him more. I do like our long tradition of weird bullpen T-shirts. So. <laughs> Although nothing will ever, ever, ever beat the McCaddy T-shirt. Oh God! Yes, uh, uh, that was amazing. Oh. That was amazing. Um, for those of you who don't know, Steve McCaddy was at one point in Playgirl? Mm-hmm. In the 80s. In the 80s. Early 80s. And I believe Clip and Drew found a picture of this, and Drew might have made t-shirts about it. Somebody made t-shirts. I don't think they ever revealed who it was the mastermind. 
It was Drew, clearly, because um, he liked to make t-shirts and was into graphic design and also horrifying us. I do know it was Gio who showed us all what the t-shirt looked like, so thank you, Gio, <laughs> for um, that. <laughs> on a separate t-shirt related note, I really like the um, Sendly ones that they have. Or do they have Bob Sendly t-shirts? They do! I think the back says, um, send them short, send them tall, send them one, and send them all. Oh, that's really cute. That is really good. That's a good shirt. I thought you were going to mention they, the the they made Kyle Schwarber um like a picture of him being bad at football in high school t-shirt to to taunt him because he's America's little brother. Uh, I'd um, rather have t-shirts of him in show choir personally. Oh, you know that they dressed up. And, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's epic. It's great. Oh, I love that. Oh, video. I did see that video. Oh my god. Yeah. I no. love that video. Oh my god. As someone yeah, who never brother. made it into show choir in high school, I have a lot of feelings about him in show choir. I do have a lot of feelings about him, but I want him to shave that stupid chin beard. Oh, like, it's awful. In, it's awful. And Coda Glover, bad. just like shave it. Coda wears it better. It's still yeah, needs to Coda go. actually wears it pretty well, and I'm not like pro those, but like Coda kind of works it. Yeah, because he's very handsome. He would be yeah. more handsome if he shaved his stupid shin beard. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be the primary force for a no facial hair policy on the next? I am not. No, I am no. pro facial hair, but I'm like beard or not beard, or if Lucas, you're a seventh inning scrawny reliever, you can have a mustache. Lucas Giolito oh. needs to have his beard. Can he grow a beard? Yes. Okay. And it's really lovely. There okay. were pictures of him. You'll have to send a picture. Oh, go! I, I'll, I, I have all the baking pictures, and in one of those, he's got the glasses and the beard and the tank top and like stirring things with so, biceps. It's a lot to handle. He's kind of going for like farmers market bro aesthetic. Yes, kind of, and he's really, me? he's really succeeding. Yeah. No, I looked at that. Is not an aesthetic I would think would go together because they seem kind of opposite <laughs> no he looks he looks really good with a beard and glasses and he should always wear sleeveless shirts like while pitching <laughs> like the rockies jerseys but without anything on under it oh my god <laughs> oh, i no. would love no that. no no, you, no that was a test no. and you failed like, i'm not sorry you know when galadriel is like oh i've been tempted by the ring and now i gotta go you need to go <laughs> Like, get thee to the West. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. Not acceptable. So Lucas Gilito's biceps are the one ring in this scenario? Yes. Uh, some men covet only power. Uh, <laughs> some women covet only biceps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Those Rockies jerseys are a travesty. Uh, oh, they're hideous. I still agree with you. But, you know have to at this point we have done it we have talked enough about this stuff we do have to have a segment just on ranking terrible jerseys uniforms well we're gonna have the whole off season to do to. terrible jerseys and yeah. we still we promised like months ago that we were going to sort the Nats players into their Hogwarts houses and we haven't done that oh yeah um, yeah so, so that needs to happen upcoming episodes for that because we have to do that in the office we're going to have to fill a lot of time in the off season so we'll find ways to entertain ourselves I think we're still <laughs> going to have a lot to say even when it's cold outside but oh yeah know, we'll, we're, about... we're going to have the winter meetings and all and whatever happens in trade and then before we know it it'll be spring training again um and world <sighs> baseball classic and yeah winter yeah. fest and Winterfest and, and a whole bunch of yes. other stuff. So, you know, we got to, 
coming to future months of resting pitch face. <laughs> I need so. to get Winterfest tickets. Oh, and t-shirts. Like, oh yeah. Yes. I think we voted. We're gonna do t-shirts. We did. So, yeah. Um, so we should do some t-shirts. Okay. Well, I think that's a good. I think that's a good note to end it on. Yeah, Seriously. I just wanted to throw Sorry, out there ahead. before we wrap up um, the season total for our defensive indifference segment, aka Jen's queer fancy stats. Um, so over the course of the entire season, including various award bonuses as well as the postseason, um, the final donation total for including all of the different organizations over the course of the season for Daniel Murphy's offensive statistics was $342.29. So if you've been matching it and you were curious how much you've now matched, that's how much, or if you were thinking about matching at the end of the season, that's the total. And if you're like me and you had no idea how much it was adding up to over the course of the season <laughs> and you're now a little bit shell-shocked, yeah, that's a bunch of money. That's awesome, given that I know most of the people who have been matching and I can do some sort of mental math, we have now generated a fair amount of money for DC area LGBT charities and that's fantastic. So we'll so, have to figure out something for next season to do. I mean, we could just repeat Daniel Murphy again next season, but I bet there's, there's something else that we could, uh, uh yeah, I'm, I'm well, I know Jen, Jen, Jen is to. planning on doing this as long as he's on the team. Yeah. Um, um, and hopefully so we don't we pick wanna... up any other players that are, ugh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Whether Fingers we crossed. decide to feature something else or if something else comes up, obviously then, you know, we'll take that as it comes, but she is definitely planning on doing this for as long as he's on the team. So okay. FYI. All right. Well, I think then time to sign off. Um, we've obviously got a little bit more world series to get through. Hopefully we'll be able to do a post or uh, an episode discuss some of that, but obviously we've got a lot of stuff coming up in the off season. So stay with us even without, regular baseball because we've got a lot coming for you find us on twitter rest in pitch face no g tumblr resting pitch face podcast subscribe to us on itunes and as always send us your comments directly to our gmail at restingpitchface at gmail.com for resting pitch face i'm Kay. i'm laura and i'm sydney let's go nats let's go nats let's go nats please come back tyler not the same since you went away We really miss your eyewear And the way you confused that is at the plate There's a seat for you right next to Drew And we need you to pitch the aid Besides, there's no other team Uses chocolates as a celebrate